This is Budget Line, a special series for the TripCast. This is Budget Line, our occasional series on the Texas budget and what goes into it. I'm Ross Ramsey. I'm here with Aman Bathija, and our subject today is Article 11, the cemetery at the end of the budget. That's right. And on March 31st, the House spent nearly 18 hours debating a $210 billion budget. And during that debate, there were some tense moments. You don't find that just a little bit ingenuous, sir? No, not a bit. You're full of shit, my sir. Were were you taught abstinence? Yes, I was. And did it work? It did. I was a virgin the day I got married at age 29. I've had sex with one woman in my life, and that's my wife. Well, now, since you brought it up, uh, was that the first woman you asked? I'm sorry? I just wanted to know if that was the first woman you asked. The first woman I asked. There were also a lot of moments that could have turned out tense, but instead ended up like this. I I guess we're going to move it to Article 11. It'll be going to Article 11. It's acceptable to the author. Move passed. Representative Burkett's amendment, as amended, is moved to Article 11. Is there any objection, chairs? None. The amendment is successfully moved to 11. Article 11 is the part of the budget where unfunded items go. If that sounds like an oxymoron, well, it kind of is. Here's Eva DeLuna Castro, a budget analyst for the Center for Public Policy Priorities, a liberal Austin think tank. The cemetery, the wish list, the, I think La La Land was the, uh, was what it got called by the House somewhere around 2 o'clock in the morning, somewhere in there. <laughs> but I think new members might hear it's in Article 11 and they think, okay, that's good, it's in the budget. But then somebody else who's been around longer says, oh no, that's, that's like you said, the cemetery or where dreams go to die is another, is another polite phrase for it. Jim Pitts, a former House Appropriations Chairman who is now a lobbyist, says Article 11 really started as a convenience. Years ago, um, when I first got involved in the budget, it was kind of a deal that we, t- we were taking, now this is before I was chair, uh, we were taking a lot of amendments on the floor of the House. Number one, so it wouldn't last as long. And number two, to give a member a hope that you know this is uh, this could be discussed, and everybody knew it's Article 11, uh, so don't don't get too excited. But you can at least say you tried and got this amendment uh, on the budget, which it was on the budget. For all the talk of Article 11 as a wish list, it's actually more than that. It's an official register of the state's unfunded needs. And as DeLuna Castro argues, that is something that this year in particular is worth examining. And these are budget proposals that were submitted by very conservative boards and commissions. At this point, everybody in charge of a Texas state agency and a budget request was appointed by Governor Perry. There's going to be almost $5 billion in tax cuts considered. So we actually do have enough money to to take care of at least a half of these wish lists, but that's not, that's not the priority of the legislature. The House put more than $34 billion on the Article 11 wish list. There's nearly $13 billion in projects on the Senate's wish list. The projects are everything from hiring new staff and employee pay raises to funding water projects and residency slots at medical schools. But Pitts, the former budget writer, now tells his clients to take Article 11 if they can't get into the main budget, if only because it helps keep their issues alive when the House and the Senate go into conference committees to settle their differences. I was suggesting to my clients that let's get in Article 11. So if there's anybody that comes and says you can't go outside the bounds, uh, that you're not going outside the bounds, you're in Article 11. 
so it's it's part of the budget. So if the conference committee comes up and say they were going to fund X Y Z, well, you never talked about it. It's it's nowhere. Uh, well, it, yeah, we did. It's in Article 11. If an item is in Article 11, it's easier for the conferees to consider including it in the final version of the budget. That's the angle San Antonio Democrat Trey Martinez Fisher was working during that all-night House budget debate. He saw that John Otto, the House's lead budget writer, had plans to put $800 million for schools in Article 11 with the hopes of getting that money in the final budget. Martinez Fisher thought that wasn't enough. But if this amendment's going to take $800 million to say education is a priority, I'd like to make it 1.6. It is Article 11, and if you want to go home and respond to your teacher, your principal, your school board member, your superintendent when they said, why wouldn't you put public education on the wish list? All we're doing is we're wishing that more money will go into public education, and we send Chairman Otto and his good team into conference knowing that it is the sentiment of this House that we are going to stand by public education, I ask you to move no on the motion to table. The House voted down Martinez Fisher's amendment 103 to 44. And that's Budget Line. I'm Amon Bathija with Ross Ramsey. If you have ideas for future episodes, email us at budgetline at texastribune.org. 